The Sons of Liberty is a politically neutral organization. We believe that the Judeo-Christian ethic has provided the principles upon which this nation was founded. It is our belief that these principles provide not only the foundation and framework for American government and society, but are also essential to the maintenance of a fair and just society. All program content is based on a Christian biblical worldview. One of you said to me recently that we shouldn't rock the boat. Well, ladies and gentlemen, I want to tell you that I am a boat rocker. I will not wear the mask. 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 I will not wear a mask. I will not get the vaccine. I will not get the vaccine. And I will not get the vaccine. I will resist evil. I will resist evil. I will resist evil. I will submit to God. I will submit to God. I will submit to God. In the Lord, I will praise his word. In God, I have put my trust, and I will not be afraid. Hear my prayer, O Lord, and let my cry come to you. Do not hide your face from me in the day. For the Lord is the great God, and the great King above all. Rise up, O judge of the earth. Render punishment to the proud. Lord, how long will the wicked, how long will the wicked chime? Righteousness and justice are the foundation of this I hate the work of those who fall away. With my mouth I will make known your faithfulness to all generations. For I have said, mercy shall be built up forever. Your faithfulness you shall stand. On an instrument of ten strings, on the lute and on the harp, with harmonious sound. For you, O Lord, have made me glad through your works. I will you, triumph in the works of your are on high forevermore. For behold, your enemies shall perish. All the workers of iniquity shall be scattered. I will defy tyrants. 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 And with that, good morning, America. Welcome, Christians, conservatives, constitutionalists. I got to say, every time I watch that, I am moved. I am moved. I believe God is in the midst of that and man if that doesn't if that doesn't light your fire your woods wet let me just say that and i've seen this time and time and time again and i move because it's nothing but scripture all through there of who god is and what he does and uh, men would be wise to learn and repent let me continue. Liberals, libertarians, communists, Islamists, LGBTQ, RSTV, WXYZ people, all the boat rockers who are in the house and anybody else I may have missed, to the Sons of Liberty radio show here on Red State Talk Radio, where we use the Bible and the Constitution not to see who's on the right or the left, but who is on the straight and narrow. I'm your host, Tim Brown, coming to you live from the U.S.-occupied state of South Carolina, the editor at SonsOfLibertyMedia.com. And for our Muslim friends, I'm the infidel that Allah warns you about. I hold to the book, the Bible, as the authoritative word of God. Glad that you guys have joined us here this morning. Um, <clears throat> if you would like to check us out online, please do so. SonsofLibertyRadio.com and also SonsofLibertyMedia.com. If you're listening by way of Red State Talk Radio and you'd like to join us and watching the video portion of the radio show, I want to be playing 
quite a lengthy video here and part of another one. So if you want to be able to see that, you can jump over to sonsoflibertymedia.com, scroll down on the right side of the page. We are streaming live, and uh, you'll be able to catch what's going on there. You can also click onto that platform and join us in the chat. Okay, there's a lot of people in there this morning. Appreciate all you guys every morning. <laughs> get their toe tagged. I hear you, Georgia. <laughs> if it doesn't move, you get your toe tagged. Um, you can jump onto that. You can jump in the chat, and we'd love to have you there and uh, see you in the chat. Also, right above that is Bradley's show from yesterday. You can play that if you missed it. And uh, he'll be live right here in this little section on the, the right side of the page at sonsoflibertymedia.com. 3 p.m. Eastern, 2 p.m. Central. And just above that is a place where you can subscribe to our email newsletter. Again, we don't rent your email, sell it, spam it like a bunch of other people do. We give you one email a day. It's got all the articles from the day that we have, either from myself, Bradley, or our contributors. And also, you get the morning show archive in there. So all the stuff that I'm going to play for you today, all the stuff we're going to talk about, that will be brought into one concise little thing to where you can go back and you can look at things yourself and you can check them out yourself. And uh, we want you to do that. We want you to be informed about these things. So if you have any questions, those are contained in the Morning Show archive by the same name as we have uh, here, and that's on sonsoflibertymedia.com. Now, if you agree with our message, you'd like to uh, help support us. We don't ask you for money, but we do tell you that we have needs. And if you'd like to help meet those needs, there's a donate button at the top of sonsoflibertymedia.com. You can click that and make a one-time donation. You can also become a son or daughter of Liberty with us, which is a monthly partner. You set up the amount you want to give, and that comes out every month. And also, our store is available. All these links are at the top of sonsoflibertymedia.com. Now, there is um, some information that we've talked about before, but let's see if we can move on a little further. I've been reporting, and I'll probably throw out a report here, grabbing it from Health Impact News, since they do this each week, and they're really focused on this particular stuff. So we've we've referenced them quite a bit at SonsOfLibertyMedia.com. That's Health Impact News. Their latest report, CDC, 4,178 Americans dead following experimental COVID injections. Remember when when the whole COVID narrative started to roll out and there were just a few hundred? Remember that? And everybody was losing their mind. John Hopkins was making the, the death rate chart that was projecting 15 million people dead from the novel coronavirus. Remember that? And when we did a story on the John Hopkins model where they were um, using that model to determine what the impact would be, the big pharma tied, bought and paid for fact checkers, self-appointed fact checkers at Facebook told everybody it was a lie, that John Hopkins didn't predict it. And do you know how they got around it? Well, John Hopkins came out and said, we never said that we predicted that. See, see here's, how, here's how it plays out. You build a model that predicts things. You don't use the word predict, and then you come back and say, I didn't use the word predict. It's like those fools that Jesus rebuked in Matthew 23, the religious lawyers of the day, 
And he says, you said, when, you're, when you don't fulfill your obligations, you go, well, I didn't swear by the gold. I didn't. You're saying I swore by the, the temple. I didn't swear by the gold of the temple. It's the same stuff. It's the same jargon that's used by the devil himself. Okay? But here we have health impact news. 4,178 Americans dead following experimental COVID injections. Now, how long this has this been going on? Coming up on five months now, maybe. Something like that. Deaths from COVID shots now equal 20 years of recorded deaths following vaccines since 2001. This is a pretty serious issue, guys. This is genocide. Okay, let's just make no mistake about it. This is what our health and wellness expert, Kate Shimarani, has been saying for a year This is what Dr. Kevin Corbett has been saying. This is what other doctors we've had on the show have been saying. They've been warning about. It is a genocide. It is. Here's what's even more striking. If you're surprised by that, okay, that's only 1% of what's actually taking place in the United States. Now, what I want to do is, I've got a clip here. We did a report on this last week, I think it was. And this is from Dale Bigtree of The High Wire. We had him on a few months ago. I'm going to bring up a part of what he said a few months ago after we play this, this particular video here. But it's pretty telling because he goes back through the history. And if you, some of you probably have seen it. Uh, Some of you may not have seen it, and if you haven't, those are the people I'm really targeting here on the radio and on the video platforms to hear what Dell has to say, because this is the same information that we've been giving you for a year. Here you've got a guy, he has a lot of prominence, a big following, he's speaking about these issues with vaccines, and he's telling you, that the studies have shown that only 1% is being reported. And here's the thing. The mainstream media, the mockingbird media, we don't call them the mainstream. They're not the mainstream. They're mockingbirds. That's what they are, CIA mockingbirds. The mockingbird media won't even tell you about the 1%, will they? You can't find that on Fox News. You can't find it on CNN. You can't find it on MSLSD. You can't find it on... Uh, any of the others, ABC, NBC, ABC, CBS, you can't find it on them. They're not telling you any of these deaths that result from the jab. They're not telling you any of the adverse effects from the jab. None. Everything's safe and effective, right? Go get yours today. Get a free lollipop or a donut or we'll give you $5 if you come get your shot. Or if you're over in Charlotte, we'll give you a shot for your shot. Your favorite liquor or whatever for taking the jab. This is what's going on. Now, this is a little bit lengthy, but it I think it's worth our time that we hear the report that Dell has here. It's very important, and this is because we could be looking at if this is only one percent, okay? And last week we were writing a little over three hundred thousand that could be dead after taking this shot. In four months. Now we're looking at over 400,000. It's almost almost half a million people dead, not from a disease, but from 
getting the quote-unquote treatment for the disease. All right, check this out. We're in the fight of our lives now. We are fighting for a lot. We're fighting for scientific integrity, and I mean that. You know, one of the things that I argue with my legal team a lot about is when they're removing a religious exemption, I said, my argument is you can't remove a religious exemption. This, this idea that somehow that science uh, overpowers religious belief and faith. Well, when your science has no data collection, when it has no proof, when it has no safety study, when it's not using controls, when it is not going through the scientific method, as I pointed out, when you're not challenging your own products and your own theories with, you know, healthy skepticism, but instead are censoring scientists that are speaking out against you, uh, suppressing data so that no one can see it, and then telling everybody they should believe in the product, whether or not it's been through a safety study or not, you have now become a religion, and we do have freedom of religion. And one thing is for sure, one religion doesn't get to override another religion. I, you know, I've said, my legal team says, Dell, we're not quite sure how to do that. But I'm telling you, the war that's happening here is between religions. The religion of scientism, which is no longer based in science, has no facts to its name, and refuses to do the proper studies versus anybody else, whether you're a Christian, you're Jewish, you're Muslim, you believe in nature, I don't care. You have a right to have that belief and make the choices that come from that belief. Today, I want to really um, get into one of the sort of pillars of the argument that we've been making since I put out the documentary Vaxxed and then started the nonprofit, the Informed Consent Action Network. You know, I've been focused and my team has been focused. We've been focused on this idea of safety and how are we proving that it's safe and what sort of data collection do we have to the amount of injuries that are taking place. And of course, if you have seen me speak anywhere in this world, then you know there's one stat that I quote almost every time. That is the fact that VAERS, the Vaccine Adverse Events Reporting System, the post-marketing surveillance system that everyone is supposed to use, doctors and people that are injured by vaccine, or if you die after a vaccine, your doctor is supposed to report it to VAERS. And I've said Harvard Medical School was hired, I believe it was back in 2010. The United States of America paid them $1 million to investigate VAERS and see how efficient it is and see if there would be a way to create a, an automated monitoring system where all of the injuries would just automatically pop up into the system. Well, if you've seen me speak, then you know what I've said. Here's me saying it over and over again around the world. Vaccine injury is one in a million, right? One in a million is what they say on the news all the time. But here's the catch. The HHS does their own internal investigation of this VAR system. They brought in Harvard Medical School and said, we need you to analyze our data. They brought in the, the, the computer science and said, could you make VAERS automated? and find out how accurate is it, how many people use it, how many doctors are reporting to it. What they discovered is that fewer than 1% of the total amount of injuries are even being reported to VAERS. Fewer than 1% of... 1%. Let that sink in. Less than 1% from Harvard Medical School, they analyzed it, that's right. They say we don't trust VAERS because it's so underreported. Del Bigtree is not saying that. The Informed Consent Action Network has not been hired to do a review and say that Harvard Medical School is saying it appears that VAERS is capturing less than 1%. 
So obviously this has been a giant talking point, starting with the Vaccine Safety Project, which uh, the Informed Consent Action Network put together with what is now called Children's Health Defense. We actually put that whole project together when Robert Kennedy Jr. was invited to the National Institute of Health for a meeting set up by Donald Trump. I was there. Tony Fauci was sitting right across from me. And we posed our problems uh, with the vaccine program and why we thought it wasn't um, being described correctly or that it wasn't being handled correctly. And the big issue we had was how is it your surveillance system is only capturing 1%? Um, but I, you know, the question now ends up being with this brand new coronavirus vaccine, you know, I've been wondering, have they, you know, somehow done a better job? But just so that we, we know what we're talking about, let me just take you through. Remember, CDC reaches out to Harvard Medical School. They say, we are trying to figure out if how successful VAERS is, how efficient is it at capturing, capturing all of the vaccine injuries that are out there. So they use their own Harvard Pilgrim medical system. Um, their, you know, the HMOs and everything that their medical system was on. And they analyzed that, the amount of injuries coming in. They did surveys. And so this is what they wrote in their report. This is their report. This is the Electronic Support for Public Health Vaccine Adverse Event Reporting System. It inclusive, go back really quick, just the dates of this, 1201.07 to 09.30.10. So that's the time period with which the analysis was going on. All right, this is what they said. Adverse events from drugs and vaccines are common, but underreported. Although 25% of ambulatory patients experience an adverse drug event, less than 0.3% of all adverse drug events and 1% to 13% of serious events are reported to the Food and Drug Administration. Preliminary data were collected describing how they did the study from June 2006 through October 2009 on 715,000 patients and 1.4 million doses of 45 different vaccines. They were given to 376,452 individuals. Of these doses, 35,570 possible reactions, 2.6% of the vaccinations and about 10% of the people were identified. Okay. So likewise, then this was the disturbing uh, conclusion. Fewer than 1% of vaccine adverse events are being reported. When they looked at all of those numbers, that's what they determined. That when we looked at it, when we we found out that about 1% or actually less than 1% of the total amount of actual injuries from vaccines are even being reported to VAERS. Now, they developed the system, and what they set out to do, and the reason they were doing this study, was they were asked, is, would there be a way to sort of create a monitoring system, an automated system? Remember, we're the home of Microsoft. We're the home of Apple. I mean, we've got the greatest minds in the world. So they did that. That's how they came up with that data, and they say, look, we were able to automate our Harvard Pilgrim system, and just like you'd asked us, we're ready to automate the entire system across the country so that we can really start collecting far more robust data and, and, and getting on top of vaccine injuries so maybe we can learn some things and perhaps make this product safer. But when you read the end of that report, it's the most terrifying paragraph I've ever read, and this is what it says. After we basically discovered the, the issue and wanted to bring it online, unfortunately, there was never an opportunity to perform system performance assessments because the necessary CDC contacts were no longer available. And the CDC consultants responsible for receiving data were no longer responsive to our multiple requests 
to proceed with testing and evaluation, basically, of our automated monitoring system. So they got it up and running, and it worked. And it showed that VAERS was capturing 1%. We can obviously capture all that data or close to all the data. And the CDC didn't jump up and down. They didn't say, thank you, that was a great million dollars well spent. They said, stop answering the phones. Stop answering all emails coming in from Harvard Medical School. This thing is being shut down now. I want you to think about that. The CDC that tells us that their job is to surveil illness in America, to make sure that we are as healthy as we can possibly be. It literally have epaulets because they're part of our military branch to make sure that if there's a bioweapon dropped, we'd be able to collect data, see what's going on. And the data system that would be used, and if there's a vaccine that was rolled out, they didn't want to have it automated because they didn't like what was being discovered when it was automated. They actually stuck their heads in the sand on purpose. That's what makes this following headline so disturbing. This is the New York Times. As millions get shots, FDA struggles to get safety monitoring system running. For now, uh, the much-touted system the government designed to monitor any, any dangerous reactions won't be capable of analyzing safety data for weeks or months, according to numerous federal health officials. For now, federal regulators are counting on a patchwork of existing programs that they acknowledge are inadequate. Could have been made better, but we cut the funding on that because of small sample size, missing critical data, or other problems. In interviews, FDA officials acknowledge that a promised monitoring system known as BEST, some brand new one, which we could have had back in 2010, is still in its developmental stages. They expect it to start analyzing vaccine safety data sometime soon, but likely not until after the Biden administration reaches its goal of vaccinating 100 million people. Great. After 100 million people, one-third of our population have been injected with a totally experimental technology that killed animals in the animal trials, we may be able to have a surveillance system that can tell us what happens after that, not during it. So here's the question, right? Is it still capturing 1%? Now that we know, you know, that this is a, as an experimental vaccine, all the scientists saw that, we, you know, as we pointed out many, many times, immune enhancement was happening, this issue that was getting animal killed, animals killed in the animal trials. We knew that we had cut out of the actual safety trials early, just weeks after the second shot in phase three. The FDA puts out an emergency use authorization, which is basically saying only under an emergency because it's like you're dying of cancer. You should be allowed because you're going to die anyway to, to experiment with your life and take this experimental product. We're not a approving it. And by the way, every manufacturer will be totally protected from liability because they can't be held responsible. You would think under those circumstances, and by the way, the FDA did said it's critical that all of you doctors really ramp up the monitoring here so that we can catch any issue that might happen. So today right. I am so going to... Let me, let me pause this just for a second, okay? I, I know he's going strong and he's, he's a fast talker, Betty Crocker, but here's the thing. All of this could be shut down in an instant if people actually follow the Constitution. There is no constitutional provision for an FDA, a Food and Drug Administration. No Center for Disease Control. 
No Federal Reserve to fund all this stuff. There's no constitutional provision for any of that stuff. There's no constitutional provision for using the military to deliver or administer vaccines. There's no, there's none of this, okay? And let me address the people who have come in the chat who want to give excuses for Donald Trump and his ignorance, which I don't think it is ignorance, okay? He's the guy who was there to enforce the law, not to violate it. And he violated it all over the place with this whole coronavirus mess. All over the place. Just like Joe Biden's doing. Nowhere could he use the military for that. Who brought up Operation Warp Speed? Oh, that was Donald Trump. He wants you to make sure that you remember that too. Okay? He's the one who got the who got the vaccines pushed out. And by the way, Dr. Sherry Tenpenny says that in the rollout of that, the FDA violated the law twice. One of those is because they had treatments for whatever the people were experiencing. All right? And certain states were banning it. Of course, we had chlorine dioxide, which wasn't banned. Just saying, for information purposes only, I'm not recommending anything to anybody. I'm just saying, they've been testing it in South America. Everybody they use it on, for a number of things, are made well. But not not here. No, no, no. we got to push big pharma pimps. All right? And they can't even give you the truth about what the stuff is doing to people. Okay? They can't even give you the truth about what stuff is doing to people. Just wanted to toss that in there. To try and cross-reference bears to see if we can tell if it's capturing more than 1%, less than 1%, around that. Have we gotten to some figure that the uh, Harvard Medical School could have gotten us to near 100% back in 2010? Here's how we're going to do that. I want to look at, and these are a couple of different sort of studies and, and, and from different perspectives, and I think you'll find this interesting. Here we go. This is in JAMA. This was February 12th, 2021. Reports of anaphylaxis after receipt of mRNA COVID-19 vaccines in the U.S. December 14, 2020 through January 18th, 2021. This is what this article in JAMA goes on to say. When, you know, and this is from the CDC, the, the characteristics of reported cases of anaphylaxis following receipt of Pfizer-BioNTech and Moderna, those are the numbers of people that received it, COVID-19 vaccines. The Vaccine Adverse Events Reporting System, VAERS. So the CDC is saying, here's our numbers. We're trusting it. This is what VAERS has said about these vaccines. That anaphylaxis, now I want you to look in this left column because it's really important. The anaphylaxis reporting rate, cases per million doses administered. So per one million cases, VAERS is saying that 4.7 people out of 1 million doses are having an anaphylactic reaction. And Moderna is saying that they're having about 2.5 cases per 1 million. That is what is stated by VAERS when they looked at it over this time period. So there it is. The CDC is telling the world it's really rare. It's somewhere between 2.5 per 1 million and 4.5 per 1 million. So it sounds pretty rare, really bad and sucks for you if you're one of those four or five people it's happening to, but it's rare, right? Well, what percentage of that is it? I mean, is that really, are we capturing, is that all the anaphylaxis cases? So there was a study done, um, and this was also in the same JAMA uh, network paper. 
This is acute allergic reactions. Now we're in March 8th. Acute allergic reactions to mRNA COVID-19 vaccines. There are the scientists and doctors that are involved in this study. What did they study? Here's what they looked at. We prospectively studied Mass General Brigham employees who received their first dose of an mRNA COVID-19 vaccine. With follow-up, it started in 12-16-2020 through 12-12, with follow-up through 2-18-2021. Remember, this is just the first shot of each of these vaccines. 60% got the Pfizer, 81% got Moderna. It was, uh, so when, what were they looking at? How big was the group? 64,900 employees, a pretty decent study, who received their first dose of a COVID-19 vaccine. 25,000, there's the numbers, received the Pfizer. 38,000, the Moderna vaccine. At least one symptom survey was completed by 52,800. So pretty, pretty well-enrolled group, 81% of them at least filled out one of the brochures so they could figure out what was going on. And here's what they discovered. Anaphylaxis to the mRNA COVID-19 vaccines is currently estimated to occur in 2.5, as we just read by the VARES, to 11.1 cases per 1 million doses, largely in individuals with a history of allergy. Allergic concerns contribute to vaccine hesitancy. We investigated acute allergic reaction incidents after more than 60,000 mRNA COVID-19 vaccine administrations. What did they find? Here we go, folks. In this prospective controlled study where we weren't just trusting if doctors were reporting, but actually had the people getting the vaccines filling out surveys in this prospective cohort of healthcare employees 98% did not have any symptoms of an allergic reaction after receiving an mRNA COVID-19 vaccine the remaining 2% reported some allergic symptoms and here's where it comes however severe reactions consistent with anaphylaxis occurred at a rate of 2.47 per 10,000 vaccinations. I want you to read that. Now I know it's been a long time since we've all been in in math, but we should be able to do this. In their study, the rate was 2.47 per 10,000 vaccinations. Do you realize when we had a controlled study, it was 2.47 per 10,000. But when we look at VAERS, it was right about 2.5 per 1 million. Literally 100% difference, right? You have got to add two more zeros. So exactly what Harvard Medical School discovered, you know, back in 2010, that bears is capturing less than 1% when they took a control group and said the number is about 2.47 per 10,000, but bears is capturing 1% of that, saying it's only 2.47 per 1 million. So, I mean, it's, it's almost shocking how close and similar the discovery just this year is to exactly what Harvard Medical School discovered back in 2010. Now I want to look at another really odd scenario that I think gives us another side-glancing peripheral view, some side-glancing radar across the VAERS system. This comes from a discussion that happened at the CDC. They were talking about deaths in nursing homes. And this this was uh, in the conversation, COVID-19 Vaccine Safety Update, Advisory Committee on Immunization Practices on January 27th, 2021. Before we show the next slide, let me just talk about it for a second. 
What you're going to see is clearly they were trying to protect themselves from an argument. They were about to have a mass vaccination program through all of our nursing homes in America, and they wanted to make sure that all of those people that would die, you know, um, naturally, that that didn't somehow corrupt the vaccine deaths. And so this is what the argument they're making is. So remember, this has nothing to do with looking at the data the way that we're talking about, but I think it gives us an accidental glimpse into this same conversation. Here's the slide that they put up. Estimated background mortality of long-term care facility residents. This is the argument they were going to make at ASIP. So if you're in a nursing home, among 1.3 million long-term care facility residents, 2 million times 65% is how they came to that number, vaccinated over the 29-day risk period, December 21 through January 18th. We would expect that naturally that age group and that number of people, we would expect to see a natural death rate of 11,443 thousand people among the long-term care facility residents now that's the argument come back to me for a second you see what they're saying we know see we were they were like hedging their bet saying we told you that if there's 11,400 reports to bears that we can discount those ahead of time because that would have been the natural death rate sure it was just days after they received their vaccine but see we've already planted our seed in our argument to show you that we expected that right so this was going to be their way. And so it would have to be more deaths than 11,400 before the CDC would ever become concerned that maybe the vaccine what was, was what was killing these elderly people. You've heard the argument. They're not dying from the vaccine. It's just a coincidence that they were going to die anyway. They just had the vaccine three days before. That's their argument. But here's what's fascinating in this slide. Look what they say. They expected doctors to report everybody as a vaccine death. But when they looked at VARES by comparison, VARES only received 129 reports of deaths following COVID-19 vaccination in the long-term care facility residents through January 18th, 2021. You see what they're saying there? I mean, it wasn't a drop in the death rate. What it showed was that nobody in these long-term care facilities was actually reporting the deaths. They'd been vaccinated. The mandate from the FDA was anybody that dies or has anaphylaxis or, or serious injury right after vaccination, put it into the data. You know, go ahead and report it to VAERS because that's the only way we'll figure it out. And of course, once they looked at it, they'd already planned. We know what the background death rate is and we'll cut 11,400 of them out um, because we knew that those many people were going to die anyway. But the reporting was underperforming. At what rate? Right around 1%. If you look at 11,440 deaths and all that was reported was 129, again, that's less than 1% of the total amount of deaths that the CDC expected to be reported to theirs. Isn't that crazy? So under those circumstances, with these two views, I think that the only thing that we can assume is that VAERS is, is underreporting at the virtually the exact same rate that Harvard Medical School received a million dollars to discover. We are still only capturing 1%. Remember, there is a mandate because we saw anaphylaxis actually in the trials. There was a mandate to report anaphylaxis and even under those circumstances mandated across doctors 
only 1% was reported. All right, I think we've made our point. I really believe now the onus is not on those of us that are challenging VAERS. The onus is on Health and Human Services and the FDA that keeps admitting, yeah, we know it's underperforming. Did you know it was underperforming by like 100, like 99%? Because if it is, let's look at the numbers. This is the current VAERS report right now based on the COVID-19 vaccinations. We have 3,186 deaths reported from COVID-19 vaccinations, 6,000 hospitalizations, 12,000 urgent care, 13,000 office visits, 531 anaphylaxis cases, and 606 Bell's palsy. That's pretty bad. I've never heard of a product that's allowed to kill 3,000 people in America and still be for sale <laughs> yeah me neither but let's do the math shall we folks it appears that's only one percent look what the number potentially is of deaths if we're taking harvard medical school's originally word for it and we've just cross-referenced the only data we have then it appears that it very well may be possible that somewhere in the neighborhood of 318,600 people have been killed by the coronavirus vaccine. That's genocide, people. That is genocide. That's all it is. We could obviously go through all those other numbers and phylaxis and multiply them by 102. So for anyone that keeps telling me, all of the reporters that keep arguing with me, well, clearly the vaccine is not as dangerous, even if it does have blood clots or it does have issues, it's not as dangerous as the virus itself. Well, if we are killing roughly 320,000 people in three months, and the entire two-year death rate of COVID-19 right now, or SARS-CoV-2, is roughly 574,000, then this vaccine is killing at a rate that we're on rate for a million deaths caused by this vaccine in America alone by the end of the year. Will it come to that? Will it be more? And remember, these are only short-term deaths. Most of the work we've done here on the high wire is looking at long-term issues like cancer, autoimmune disease, or that problem of immune enhancement, which we will probably only see start happening when people who are vaccinated start coming in contact with next year's coronavirus or some variant. And potentially then they might start dropping dead like the animals in the animal trials. We're only getting started. And if the VAERS system is as accurate as it's been before, then we can now start to believe that 318,000 people have been killed by this vaccine in America. And if the CDC wants to refute that and the FDA wants to refute that, then they should step on primetime television and explain to us how they believe that VAERS is capturing more. Because what we've just done is the only reference point we have and ironically are coming to the same conclusion that some of the best scientists and medical school in the world has come to. That's shocking. I think we could send, I mean, I can't tell you how many times we do the show and say, that should end it right there. That should end this conversation right there. And anybody that is getting this vaccine now, I don't know. I know you didn't have this information. I can't imagine getting this vaccine after you now have this information in your hands. But you know what? It's a free country. I'm not going to stop you. But if you make any attempt to force this ridiculous, horrifyingly dangerous product onto me or my children or any of my friends, look out. We are ready to go to battle on this. That's right. Okay. 
That's how right. are we going? All right, so that's Dale Bigtree, and you've heard exactly what the problem is. The problem is is the deceptive nature. And don't think for a minute that the CDC doesn't know this. They've had 10 years to fix it. They haven't fixed it. They continue to be a propaganda arm uh, for medical tyranny. All right, that's what they are. They're not there for your to prevent diseases and all this other stuff. They are there as the marketing propaganda outlet for big pharma. That's what they're there for, period. That's what they're there for. If you don't believe it, go back and watch the uh, the Mike Wallace 60 Minutes thing that we played last week. I'll have that up in the archives where we did on the show for more than four decades, the CDC, big pharma, and corrupt politicians have been playing us and I played you the documentation. I played it for you out of Mike Wallace's 60 Minutes uh, report out of 1976 on the swine flu. I played it for you later on in 2010 or 12, whenever it was, um, where Fauci and company were pushing it again with the swine flu. They were pushing the vaccines. Same, it was the same thing. They haven't changed their playbook here. They haven't changed their playbook. It's all lies and deception. Now, who do we know lies and deceives? That's right, the devil. The devil is a liar from the beginning. He is a deceiver. And they, he had, his children learn from him <laughs> to do what he does. That's what these people are. They are deceivers. They are liars. Their father is the devil. Okay? It was funny. Whoever it was on, I think they were on CNN or MSLSD or something like that. A couple of weeks back and they were talking. Oh, no, it was the guy Scarborough saying, oh, the people saying that I'm getting the devil's mark and stuff. And look, guys, you already know what I think about the mark of the beast stuff. I ain't even going to go there. But I'll tell you this. He already has it. And it isn't a shot. It's a rejection of God and His law. See, one of the things the people who are going around trying to pin the tail on the Antichrist and find out what the mark of the beast and all this stuff is, because they still haven't figured it out from Scripture yet, is they haven't looked at the fact that nobody's getting a vaccine in their forehead, are they? Mm -hmm. But they want to talk about their arm. And even when you go to the text, it's your forearm that it's talking about into your hand. This area here, okay? It's not up here where they give you your shot. Just, I'm just telling you. There's an application there, sure. There is an application. But it's not the same thing. So you've got these people pushing this stuff. Now, there's one other thing I want to end with. <clears throat> and this was from my interview with Dell, And I thought it was brilliant because he talks about the people who are in the church. And remember, the, the interview that we had came just after uh, Resurrection Sunday. And he spoke just for a few minutes on the issue of, quote-unquote, religion. Okay, And the fact that they're there, and the people in the church who are professing by their attendance that they are following Christ, have on mass. Listen to what he had to say then, because I think it was brilliant. And to speak about religion, I want to get to something that I, I really started saying in many talks about two or three years ago. When I think about my upbringing, my father was a minister. 
And I think about the creation story and God creates man in his image and likeness. You know, you were created. And he gives Adam and Eve paradise. Says, I have given you a perfect world. There, you will need nothing. You will, there's, you know, everything will be taken care of. You'll have dominion over all the animals and the plant life. I only have one rule for you. One rule. Do not eat of that tree of the knowledge of good and evil. And I questioned that, you know, growing up as a kid. Like, why wouldn't I want to be knowledgeable? Why wouldn't I want to know what's good and bad? And now I think I understand this better than I've ever understood it before. What it means is don't ever believe that you can judge the way God judges. Don't ever Amen. believe You're that right. you can kill one virus inside of a human being that is teeming with millions and billions of viruses in our stomach, on our skin. I have a perfect dance, a perfect balance that I've created as God. You're perfect. Start messing with that. Start thinking you're more knowledgeable than I am and let you know, do that and you will surely die. And I was sitting at the Easter services yesterday. We're still shopping for the right church for our family. Um, and, you know, everybody's message is great. I don't really mean to put anybody down. But he was the, the minister was talking about, you know, Jesus plus nothing, that it doesn't take anything except the belief in Jesus. And, and, and I'm not, you know, I, whatever religion you practice, they're all saying the same thing. There's one God, right? At the heart of all religion really is the number one truth. Thou shalt have no other gods before me. And I think about that Adam and Eve story, and I think about God comes back into Eden, and Adam and Eve are hiding, you know, and they step out, and God sees that they've covered themselves with leaves, uh, fig leaves. He says, what have you done? And they said, well, it became obvious we ate of that tree and the serpent told us that we were naked, told us that we were imperfect. And so that somehow to be perfect, we had to cover ourselves and God cast them out. You can't have the beauty that I've handed you. And I sat there in this giant church and there may be about 10 or 20 of us not wearing masks in a sea of people wearing masks all discussing creation, creating the image and likeness of God, faith in Jesus. Jesus said, your faith will make you whole. Nothing can take you out. And I think if this isn't a fig leaf over our face, Amen. if this isn't saying, God, you have messed up. You didn't know there was going to be a coronavirus that could kill people. Yep. You didn't know there was bacteria on this planet. And, and Fauci, you know, the great Fauci, that God I'm holding over you is telling me the only way to be saved and protect others is to put this fig leaf over my face. I just, I don't understand it. I don't understand where the churches in this world are at, the synagogues, the temples. I don't know what you're doing. How can you believe that this cold virus, which is all that it is, is going to kill you? Have you completely lost faith? I think we have. And if we don't return to our faith and our understanding that it is men with God complexes, the Tony Fauci's, the Bill Gates of the world, I'm not saying they're evil, that they're trying to kill you. I'm telling you they're going to kill you because of their hubris, because of their belief and their knowledge over all else. Bill Gates thinks he is going to save the world by vaccinating everybody. By, by now he's going to block out the sun He's going to block out the life-giving force of this planet to cool the earth. I got news for you, Bill. Human beings may or may not last on this planet, but the planet doesn't need our help. It will survive no matter what we do here. But an idiot like you 
blocking out the sun, which could affect how we grow food, will affect how our vitamin D gets into our bodies, which truly is our immune system, will block our connection to the balance that God created. Anybody that listens to these people should not call themselves a devout Jew, should not call themselves a devout Christian or a Muslim. You clearly have put another God before you, and it's a man. And these men are going to get us all killed if we don't return to our God-given truth, which is only God can really heal this situation. Amen. Trust in that. That's exactly right. And that was Dale Bigtree back on. If you want to watch the interview that we did, I'll have that in the archives as well. I thought that was very important uh, to put out. Now, I did, I did make a correction. Christianity does have something different that everybody else doesn't have because we're not looking for our fig leaves to be put on. Uh, we're actually having looking to have those cast away. Why? Because we are to put on the Lord Jesus Christ. We're to put on the one who gave himself so that he could cleanse us of sin of our violation of God's commands and of his law. And so, but as far as putting other gods before uh, us, Dell was right on in that. And what's happened is, is the people have followed, just like it says in Revelation 18, 23, that they have been deceived by their sorcery. They've been deceived by their sorcery. Now, I talked about Bill Gates the other day. Um, what was that? Was that yesterday that I did that? No, that was on... I don't know what day I'm in here, Uh, Monday or Tuesday. Uh, So I'll try to remember to throw that one in the archive, too, if you've not seen that. But here's the thing. What Dell has presented us with is very simple. It's so easy, anybody can understand it. You know there's a problem with the system. You know there's going to be problems with these vaccines that have not gone through the full testing that Donald Trump wants credit for, for rushing out in mere months that should have taken years. And yeah, he's going to get it from this ministry, I'm going to tell you. He's going to get all the credit for all of the deaths and all of the adverse effects. Okay? And the, the issue is, is this. If we cannot see clearly what is going on here, you will not see clearly what's fixing to come behind it. You're not going to see what's coming behind it. And I played the part here for Dell on the mask issue. Because if you're a person still doing that, or if you've been doing that, you're just setting yourself up to take the jab later on down the road. By the way, just to let you know, we're going to have a, um, a, a form up today for students who are being pressured into, because I know there's certain states where they're pressuring into um, doing the uh, getting, getting the vaccine to go to school. We're going to have a form for you, okay, uh, up online. You can take it. You can have those in authority sign off on it, that they're going to be responsible for you when you're forced to take it, okay? Not that you should take it anyway. Uh, if anything, just... You want my opinion about it? <laughs> Parents, you need to keep your kids out of school if that's what they're going to rec- if that's what they're going to require. You keep them out. But take this here and see if they'll if they'll follow it. We've already got one up from yesterday. It's a form for employees uh, whose employers are requiring COVID nineteen injections. You take and put it back on them. Okay, this is from Corey Lynn. There's a form down at the bottom of the uh, of the archive that you can download. 
And <clears throat> basically, it's asking things like this. If I agree to receive this injection, does my employee health insurance plan provide coverage, complete coverage, should I experience an adverse event or even death? As an employee, does my life insurance policy provide any coverage in the, in the event that I die from this? Um, is As an employee, will you be providing workers' compensation, disability insurance, or other resources if I have these kinds of things happen to me? The FDA requires that the EUA vaccine recipients be provided with certain vaccine-specific information. This is called um, informed consent to help them make an informed decision about vaccination. And they're asking about uh, the sheets there because none of these people are receiving this stuff. Okay? Several questions. Take to your employer. Get them to sign off on it. I'll guarantee you, if you have one, man, I'd almost be willing to to give $20 if you got an employer who actually sell that. I know $20 isn't a lot, but I'm pretty frugal and tight guy, okay? You won't have an employer sign this. They're not going to take the responsibility for that jab even though they're going to try to require it of you, okay? Now, we're going to have one for students as well. Um, that one will be published this morning if you're interested in getting that and putting it back on them. Make them feel the heat of what's going on there. And then don't take the jab. Just Even if they sign it, don't take it. I mean, my goodness. I, you you got to be a special kind of stupid if you take it after you've listened to what you've heard this morning. You, you really do. I, the fact that we will be reporting on people, both famous and infamous, who will take the, te- take the tests... And the tests are just as bad. I don't know if you've seen those things that they use. They stick up your nose. That's not a cotton swab. The lady was showing it just rubbing it gently on some meat, and the little things on the end are going into the meat. They're getting into your skin, into your sinus cavities. I wonder what all kinds of problems that's going to create. And that's just a test. Not to mention the vaccine. Look, God has told us he's made us perfectly. As Dale said, very eloquently, by the way. The life of the flesh is in our blood. How are you taking care of your blood? How are you taking care of your body? What are you putting into it that's building that immune system? God has told us what to eat, what not to eat. He's provided that. He's told us not to mix. He's told us to trust him that he's our healer. Well, how is he our healer? Well, he's our healer by he's laid out what we should be partaking of. And I'm telling you right now, the lies that are being told in order to make billions of dollars, that's what this is about, and control, are absolutely incredible. And the people that you would think that would tell you the truth are not telling you the truth. And somebody needs to be held accountable. That's all we got for today. We got the music up there a little loud. Sorry about that. All right, 23 hours. We'll be back with you 6 a.m. tomorrow. Appreciate you guys, everybody, being hanging with us. And don't miss Bradley. 3 p.m. Eastern Time, 2 p.m. Central. SonsofLibertyMedia.com. See ya.